Okay. This is the Tasty Bets Pod. Follow at Tasty Bets Pod on X, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to Tasty Bets Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to partake. I am your host, Dino DeCespedes, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Grant Engel. What is up, man? Feeling all right, man. Shaking off last week. A little, little down in the NFL. That's okay. I briefly entered the concussion protocol. Um, I was I was feeling a little wobbly. I had abandoned my previous Brock <laughs> Purdy take that he was average at best, and I it cost me. But now I'm following some advice from some world-renowned medical experts. I'm drinking a lot of water per Russell Wilson to treat my concussion. I'm avoiding all red foods per Tom Brady. Uh, no strawberries allowed in this house. And then of course I'm <laughs> rubbing I'm rubbing crystals on my Achilles trying to heal myself like Aaron Rodgers, and I'm feeling great, ready to win some money. Love it. Just trying to stand on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> That's it. Excellent strategy. We also welcome AG back to the pod. Welcome back, AG. What up, guys? Glad we got to really taste the uh, the final end to Kirk Cousins not showing up in prime time. Still reeling that one in as the Niners just couldn't couldn't quite get that last touchdown to, to cover the three. Mm. Yeah, we digress. We are recording this Wednesday night, so... Plenty of time to watch, listen, and get your picks in before this weekend's action. You can always check the Tasty Sats Google Doc if you want details on how we've done this season. Before we kick off, though, reminder to please always, always bet responsibly. With that out of the way, let's bet some football. Mr. Grant Engel, where you want to get started? Let's start with a couple of our preseason darlings, teams we talked a lot about a few weeks back. The Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I like this matchup. We've got the Steelers to win their division. Looks pretty live. They're at four and two. Although I don't think anybody really understands how they're four and two, but here we are. And the Jags, I think, are really starting to come into their own after the one and two start. This one was tricky. Each of these teams have played pretty tough schedules. The Steelers have kind of won games that they probably should have lost and maybe lost a game that they should have won to the Texans. They got blown out 30 to six. But um, I think it really just kind of comes down to a difference between how good they are on defense and how bad they are on offense. They got Deontay Johnson back last week, made a little bit of a difference. The Steelers, to their credit, they've beaten some good teams this year. They beat the Browns, they beat the Ravens, they won at the Rams. There's just something about their defense that's really intriguing. Minka Fitzpatrick, he kind of jumps off the screens like a big play guy. Obviously, TJ Watt has you know, the big takeaway in that game. And they kind of steal one at the Rams. And now they're sitting at four and two. But my fraud detector's a little bit up with that team. I think, you know, the way that they win is by being like extremely physical and just kind of wearing teams down, you know, especially in the second half. That's kind of where my bets are leaning this week. Looking at the Jaguars, they've won four straight here, Falcons, Bills, Colts, and at the Saints. I think there's a real opportunity to start fast in this one. So that kind of pointed me to the Jags, both the first quarter line and the first half line. First quarter, minus one and a half, plus 134, which feels pretty nice because I do expect them to kind of start fast. In the first half, that number's still pretty attractive. You can get Jags still minus one and a half at plus 100. Following the narrative where Jacksonville is the better team, you know, they get off to a really good start. It really kind of doesn't matter what happens in the second half. You know, whether the Jags are able to hold the Steelers off or if the Steelers are able to impose their will, make it more of a game and maybe kind of steal one again against this Jags team. So I think I'm going to go one unit on each of those Jags minus one and a half in the first quarter, plus 134 and minus one and a half at the end of the first half, plus 100. Grant, what do you think about uh, what do you think about this one? I like where your head's at on, on the early in the game lines. It feels like every Steelers game that I've watched has been like the Steelers offense 
looks like crap. The first, I don't know, feels like 53 minutes of the game. And then they somehow pull something out of the hat and are able to get a win. I feel like I'm being pulled in two different directions here. So on one hand, you have the force of a team coached by Mike Tomlin is a home underdog. And that is just like a lot of alarm bells going off for me. And I'm like, that can't be right. A four and two team. Yes. Yeah. Like not a one and three team, a four and two Mike Tomlin team. Exactly. So I'm just like, okay, that's weird. And I know the Tomlin coached Steelers have just been covering machines like throughout his entire career. But on the other hand, I got my guy, Trevor Lawrence, who I just trust. And I think he is coming along slowly. I mean, the numbers aren't incredibly flashy. Eight touchdowns, three interceptions on the year. And I am not a believer in like the mystical quarterback wins stats uh, as if he's like a starting pitcher or something like that. But he does little things that like kind of don't show up in the necessarily show up in the in the stat line to kind of win you games. He runs for first down. Yeah, yeah, it makes little plays. He extends the play. He does things like that. And so Trevor Lawrence has yet to have like this big statement game in the season. And I feel like that's happening soon. And what a way to do it and to win a game at Pittsburgh. So, you know, you mentioned we're not sure why the Steel or how the Steelers are a four and two football team. So let's kind of look at these two teams. The Jaguars are sitting at five and two. They have a plus 27 point differential. The Steelers sitting at four and two, a minus 24 point differential. <laughs> and that is largely on the back of they got killed by the 49ers first game of the season. And then they had that yep. kind of big loss to the Texans. But the other games that they've been able to pull out, like we've we've all touched on, is they're barely scraping by in some of these other wins. And I think it comes all down to games. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it just comes down to their offense is so stagnant. It's not creative. Najee Harris feels like he's rarely put in any situations where he can succeed. Kenny Pickett kind of looks like he's stuck in second gear in terms of his development. And so I think, and here, let me, before I get into that, let me just say, I'm going to use a, some very unscientific shit here, is that this is the first of three consecutive home games for the Steelers. Their next two games are against Tennessee and Green Bay. I realize this is maybe like a little like narrative type speculation. I think they could go two and one in this three game homestand. And which two games do I think they could win? And which game do I think they would lose? <laughs> I feel like it's it stands to reason that they could lose to the Jags, beat Tennessee and the lowly Green Bay Packers. So here we are. Give me the Jags, minus two and a half. Do I love betting a road underdog against Mike Tomlin? I don't. But I think the better quarterback pulls this game out. Yeah, that makes some sense. You mentioned some of Trevor Lawrence's attributes. You know, I plugged the All-22 last week just because uh, it's a super fun tool to kind of play with. Yeah. And going from scouting this uh, Steelers-Rams game and watching Pickett throw the ball and then watching Trevor Lawrence throw the ball, Lawrence got a fucking cannon. Yes, <laughs> like he does. He's very good. <laughs> you can yeah. really, it really stands out. And Pickett pretty much is only throwing two places. It's either Pickens or Deontay Johnson, and we've only had one week of Deontay Johnson. Last season, he was the number one receiver with regard to how open he was. Watching him against the Rams, he wasn't quite at that level, but it is nice for Pickett to have another option. AG, what do you expect in this one? This is two teams that I like. I think at the beginning of the season, we would have said that like the Jaguars have been a little bit underperforming, came out slow out of the gate, but have been taking care of business the last month. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, if we would have said they were 4-2, and two, we'd say that that's exactly where they want to be in a really contested division. Tomlin is 
a top two coach in my mind in the NFL. Yeah. They're at home. That's a top three defense that's cooking right now. The Jags have shown some vulnerability. Still have a young team. The Steeler fans are going to be out loud and proud, especially coming off that Penn State loss. They're they're going to need something to go find to, to bring them joy in that part of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to live in prop land on this one. I found a couple props that I think my gut leans Steelers at home is juicy but I also, it's hard for me to bet against this Jags team. I want to watch the first quarter before I go and I make any kind of game line decisions. The narratives that I totally buy into, though, is that like I love the Jags under 22 and a half on this one. That's a world where I could see them winning this game 20 to 16 and they still win, they cover. I could see it being a 17-16 game. Like It's just really hard for me to see that the Jags come out and just crush the Steelers' defense. Right. I see more than 50% of scenarios where they're under 23. So I really like that. That's my one unit there. And then, Grant, you brought it up. The Steelers start slow. That offense is unimaginative. I'm going to throw first drive Steelers punt minus 140 into a parlay. I've got a punt parlay this week. We're going back to our mechanics, back to the boring. Um, book some wins Holy here. Goody. And so um, I'll bring up I'll bring up part two later on. But I like that punt first drive for the Steelers. And I'm going a full unit on the Jags under 22 and a half. My brain tells me that the Jags are the better team. I don't have the guts to bet against Mike Tomlin with a winning record at home with a healthy roster. Totally fair. And yeah, let me let me add to that. Like you talked about the offense for the Steelers being unimaginative. I married into a Steelers family. My in-laws are former season ticket holders, and they have just talked about everything that they read, everything they see, all their friends. They want Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, fired into the sun. They want that dude out of there. They are not pleased with anything that's happening over there. So I would expect another slow start. I think uh, I think you both are all over that one. I can echo that as well. I grew up, uh, my dad's whole family is from Erie, Pennsylvania. Steelers go. legend Chris Gardaki was my special teams coach in high school. Get the fuck out of here. And I have... Own terrible towels, and I have been up to Heinz or former Heinz. We'll see how much longer it lasts for in the Canada era. <laughs> Shout out Gardaki! Hell yeah! One last quick thing. This one sent a little shiver down my spine, Grant, when you said that this could be Trevor Lawrence's statement game. Because combining that with uh, Jags under, I could totally see a seventeen thirteen. Lawrence has got to lead them on a drive. You know, the fields all chewed up, the towels are out, and now we see like Lawrence make a big time throw in a big time spot. And then that being somewhat of a statement game, and now he's like leading all of the talk shows Monday morning. Could definitely see that doesn't quite play well with my, you know, Jags first quarter, first half, although it might. Either way, I think this one's probably one of the tastier matchups of the weekend. I think I'll, I'll definitely be locked into this one just because I'm, I'm dying to see how, how it shakes out. It's a good matchup. It should be a fun game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. AG, where do you want to go next? So I think it is Redemption Sunday for the Dolphins. We've got the Patriots coming off of a win, huge upset against the Bills. I kind of have been saying in the last couple of weeks that I think the Bills are the AFC equivalent to the Cowboys. It is just a fake good team. They now have losses to the Jets and the Patriots in division. So I think the Patriots are not magically healed, even though they beat the Bills last week. I think the Dolphins coming off a two-touchdown beatdown just got shown up by a better football team last week. And I expect them to come out fast. I expect them to come out hot. So I have no problem. Like Dino knows, nine and a half is one of my favorite, favorite bets I don't think this one's close. I'm also riding on a prop. I think the Dolphins come out, score a touchdown, first drive, 
So plus 155. I'm hopping on that one as well. I think the Dolphins come out, score a touchdown. And if their defense comes out first, part two of my punt prop this week is the Patriots punt first drive minus, I think, 145 compared with the Steelers at minus 140. Parlay that together, full unit, plus 189. Totally going a full full unit on minus nine and a half, full unit on punt parlay, and a half unit on Dolphins first drive touchdown, plus 155. I think Mike McDaniel comes out and gets some fireworks going in the first quarter. What are your guys' thoughts on this one? This is interesting because... I've got almost the exact opposite <laughs> picks wise, except for the punt one. I think we learned something. Eh, we kind of confirmed something that we thought about the Dolphins, which is the defense pretty suspect. I think Jalen Ramsey's practicing and they get Xavier Howard back, uh, even though he just missed the one Eagles game. But I'm not sure it's totally going to matter too much because I think this game has the potential to be a little bit of a slog. I think that's what the Patriots are going to want. I think we got news today that Tyreek mispracticed, nursing a hip injury. So there's just something a little bit funky in the air. And I know the Dolphins play more track meet type games, but they have given up 10 more points than the Pats this season. I think it's just going to come down to what kind of game it's going to be. I didn't feel great about it, but if it is a slog, and it's a lower scoring game, a lot of running, a couple takeaways. I think the Pats plus nine and a half could be pretty live. And I just drew a circle in pencil around the Pats winning the race to five, just because I like the odds plus 172. Feels like anything can kind of happen, you know, maybe a kick return, maybe a, to a fumble, maybe, or I mean, who knows? I mean, I think plus 172 just felt kind of interesting. So I wasn't sure about both of these. I jotted down half a unit for each, but now I'm now I'm not so sure because I think you made a pretty compelling case going the other way. Um, so Graham, I'm I'm dying to hear what, what you think is our resident Dolphins enthusiast. Sure. I'll make one non-Dolphins related point. So Mac Jones, 272 yards passing and two touchdowns with no interceptions uh, last week. That dude's dying to turn the ball over. So I think he'll do that this week. I mean, he's got to be feeling real itchy this week. Especially Howard coming <laughs> back from injury after missing a big game last week in primetime. Exactly. I am a little worried, and this might be me kind of the Dolphins enthusiast having my teal colored glasses on, but I am a little worried. I think Javon Holland is a good player, their safety, and he entered the concussion protocol after the game. And so I think the big yeah. thing that like people have been throwing around lately is when dudes are getting put in the concussion protocol the week before a game, I don't think anybody has come back to play the following week, I think is the, the set that I've heard people throw around. So I like Holland as a player, but this is the Mac Jones factor, and I do not trust that dude. I will say I, nine and a half does feel like a lot of points, but I probably I fall into that kind of scaredy cat category that AG was talking about. I mean, I'm the guy who was yelling for Joe Burrow not to play when he's a pro football player. So that just lets you know my level of bravery around these things. But um, with all that being said, one thing that I think is really interesting is I took a look at my old trusty Weather Underground app, which has some some cool stats on it. It's a free app that I, I like to check out to see like, you know, wind direction. And it's going to be pretty fucking windy in South Florida all week, including Sunday. And there's even a chance of rain during this game. That's going to make it tough, even tougher for Mac Jones to get things going, which I have no faith that he will be able to do. I think Miami is probably going to try to run the ball a lot. I think that could be a recipe for the Pats to keep it close. But what I'm eyeballing with the wind and AG dropped a gem last week about how like in these windy games these past uh, few weeks, like the under has been hitting. I've already locked in the under at under 47 yesterday. Yesterday. It is now sitting at under 46 and a half. For the purposes of the show, I'll do under 46 and a half. That's fine. I don't think there are going to be a ton of points scored in this. I don't think the Patriots are going to produce many points. 
And yeah, I, I like the Dolphins uh, to to bounce back and beat the Patriots. And let me just say, your parlay, Patriots punt on the first drive, Steelers to punt on the first drive, you just sign me up for a unit on that one too because uh, I, I got a lot of faith in that. Before we lock in the punt parlay, let's get to our third matchup before we <laughs> All right. lock that one in. But yeah, in this one, I think, Grant, I'm definitely going to co-sign your under. That one feels like an easier path than taking the Pats plus nine and a half. So I'm going to scrap that. I don't want to go against AG and I'm a little bit concerned just because obviously Mac Jones, the wind, the weather. Well, and I think you're right, Dino. I think there's no world where the Pats cover the nine and a half and it's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If the Patriots put up 23 on the Dolphins and it's a 27-23 game, hard for me to imagine that. Even 27-20, it seems just unlucky. We've done a good job identifying winners. And then I think we've just kind of come over the top with bets that we didn't feel that great about. So I'm just taking myself to the mental exercise of like, okay, if I had to take one of these two, which one do I feel more comfortable about? It's the under. Yeah. If it's 30 to 10, super live outcome, you know, Dolphins are back doing Dolphins kind of things and Mac Jones and the Pats are doing Mac Jones, Pats kind of things. Maybe Zeke gets into the the end zone. I'll talk about that one later. But I think, yeah, the under, I think is a, a little bit more attractive for me. Now, the race to five, the plus 172 is enough to kind of rope me in with a quarter unit. Even if it was 30 to 10, I could still see Pat's seven nothing and then this one going 30 to 10. Kind of like the Vikings jumped out, you know, seven nothing in a weird way. And we're just kind of like, okay, it's going to be this kind of weird kind of game. I think I'm going to downgrade from half a unit to a quarter unit there. I've got a weird feeling that, you know, Belichick might have something to just kind of like kickstart that team. Maybe there's some sort of trickeration going on. And I think that maybe puts that plus 172 into play and quarter unit. I'm not going to go broke taking that. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's definitely possible if Belichick and O'Brien have something very, very scripted that even Mac Jones can't screw up. I think it's, it's relatively live that they could score first and still get battered. I just don't want it to be on the first drive. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, Devontae Parker revenge game. There's a lot of factors. <laughs> consideration. Sure. I, I will say, Dina, if you're looking for a juicy first quarter kind of prop, I wouldn't touch it in this game, but it's, it's comparable to your prediction. Both teams to score in the first quarter plus 158. So just something that kind of has a similar storyline you're doing that race to five. You're giving up a little bit of juice, but it doesn't. You do have more outs. Yeah, I'm scrapping mine. I'm, I'm taking that one. <laughs> Unless you think the Dolphins are getting shut out in the first quarter, which. No, that's not happening. That bet necessitates a field goal rather than a touchdown, right? Yeah, so that's... maybe Devontae Parker gets well, a nice a weird 38 yarder. Yeah, or just, <laughs> just something. Who knows? Or maybe the turnover becomes a touchdown yeah. or a field goal on the Pat side. Yeah. Uh, and then. I would definitely expect the Dolphins to be like, all right, we're, this is not happening again. Let's end this run before it gets started. So that one, I definitely like better. Excellent call out. I'm going to pump it back up to half a unit. Let's scoot ahead. Grant, we're uh, taking that cross-country flight to your neck of the woods. Cleveland Browns visiting the Seattle Seahawks. What do you expect in this one? The Cleveland Browns have won two football games in a row. And let me tell you, fellas, I don't want to live in a world where they win three football games in a row. I don't think that's a just world. I think the Seahawks will be relatively well-rested. This will be their second consecutive home game, so they haven't had to travel since that kind of weird loss against the Bengals on October 15th where they were in the inside the 10-yard line three times and walked away with like three points, I think, uh, throughout the course of the game. Meanwhile, this is the Browns' second straight away game, so they've been kind of bouncing back and forth. I think it was announced just today. Uh, it was either today or maybe late yesterday that Watson is going to be out. Uh, with his shoulder thing. Quick aside, I know we we always say on this podcast, uh, 
players suffering injuries or being injury prone is not a character flaw. Well, we don't have to worry about that being Deshaun Watson's character flaw. <laughs> um, I think there are other things to discuss there. And I would not be surprised if this is just a, ah, oh, boy, shoulder hurts kind of situation. I don't know. Far be it from me to just lob accusations against a man of the moral character of Deshaun Watson. But uh, I don't know. Who knows? If you had a quarter million dollars guaranteed and you looked like ass every time you stepped on the field, maybe you would be a little sensitive to stepping on the field. But I digress. What if it was a quarter billion dollars? Oh, yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. An important correction. Yes. A quarter billion dollars guaranteed (laughs) from a dude who didn't play for fucking 18 months. Still doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. So that means that our old pal PJ Walker is going to be stepping into the Lumen Field torture chamber of noise for the first time in his NFL career. And I know the Browns' defense is good, and even kind of with Nick Chubb out, I think their running game is is relatively effective. The offensive line is still good, but I just don't think they're going to be able to do nearly enough on offense. And I'm going to cite some numbers. On, uh, and this is not meant to attack P.J. Walker, but this just is what it is. These uh, P.J. Walker stats are per our pals over at Pro Football Reference. Uh, his career completion percentage is 55.8. He has thrown five touchdown passes. He has 14 career interceptions. His yards gained per game are 107.7. Again, those are yards gained per game. And his quarterback rating sits at 60.3. So I'll go ahead. I'll take the Hawks at home minus three and a half, which I cannot believe that it is only minus three and a half. I'll tell you the one number that gave me a little bit of pause. I looked at opponents win percentage for these two teams. Mm. The Browns opponents, 22 and 17 on the year. That's a 564 win percentage. The Seahawks opponents, 14 and 26. That's a 350 win percentage. (laughs) So quite a big difference. You know, the three and a half line a little bit scary because I think a lot like the, you know, maybe what I'm expecting in actually the the previous two matchups that we talked about, I think the under and the weather and the kind of rough and tumble nature of what we might expect in this game usually bodes well for the underdogs as well as the under. So that was the only thing that kind of gave me a little pause laying the three and a half, even though I do think the Hawks are the better team. AG, what do you, what do you expect in this one? It's really hard for me to imagine that this guy comes off the street and wins three in a row. This defense is pretty good. Their offense is going against a very good Browns defense. I mean, Miles Garrett, they're showing the 64-inch box jumps the week after he just hops the pile <laughs> as a D-end. Like, I mean, he is a freak, unlike anyone else, and he's going to be real, but you're right. Quarterback and coach not being in step, that loud noise is going to be real. If you've never been, it matters. It's going to cost them timeouts. It's going to cost them clutch plays. It's going to cost them downs. They're going to have to spike balls instead of getting things up at the line. Like, it's just going to be different. I definitely like the Hawks to win. I think it could be a tight game. I've got a pretty interesting prop that I'm trying to pull up here. You can take the Hawks minus three and a half and under 45 and a half plus 155. For me, unless this game is... 34 14 i feel like the browns are keeping the seahawks under 30 and i think the seahawks are keeping the browns under 17 i really like that one but i would also put put a full unit on the hawks minus three and a half so that under is definitely an adjusted number right yep the base number is like 38 and a half. Mm-hmm. exactly we're in that range yeah yeah I, I like that because it just doesn't feel like this game's gonna hit 46 because both offenses have the potential to kind of stall out I think Walker's going to struggle on the road. 
in that environment. And I think the Hawks, I think they're going to struggle too against this defense. I think this is a game where like I could see a defensive touchdown or a big special teams play or just like we get a lot of Seahawks field goals because a good field position. They're just winning the field position battle all day long. And it is one of those kind of grinded out. It's a 20 to 10, 20 to 13 kind of game where the defense just comes out and takes control and makes it easier on Gino and the boys. Yeah. I also think Kenneth Walker is going to get a ton of touches. Yeah, I'd be interested. I love when they throw him the ball because you can get him out in space and hopefully get him the fuck away from Miles Garrett. Yeah. I'm poking around here on FanDuel. Wasn't able to get the 45 and a half, but I could do under 44 and a half parlayed with the Seahawks money line. Mm -hmm. So that takes the three and a half off the table and that's available at plus 104. Feels a little safer and I think that three and a half was a little scary for me just because I think this one could be like a 15-13 just, you know, a no touchdown game, you know, like weirdly enough, I think, or maybe Kenneth Walker gets the only one and I think the the rest of it is just a field goal fest. I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat with this one. I think that Browns D scares me. I'm going to take the three and a half points off the table and I think I'm going to rock with this under 44 and a half Hawks on the money line parlay plus 104. I like that as plus odds. I think that's fair. I think there's more juice that can be squeezed on this one. I'm sticking at the plus 155, but like That's a really good, fair point. Like we always talk about trying not to get too, too greedy. I'm not going to listen to myself on this one. I think I see a lot of scenarios where the Seahawks go and just beat a Browns team that's due for a bad week. Kind of wanted to see if you guys want to pump the brakes on the punt parlay because this matchup features first drive equals punt either team minus 125. And I think, you know, whether it's PJ Walker on the road in this environment or it's the Hawks against that Browns D in a game where I think both coaches might be weary of AG, what you brought up, the potential defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown that could swing a game like this. If it's a game that's in the teens, you don't want to give away seven points, right? So I could see very conservative start to this one if the weather's funky even more so. So I think there's an opportunity to lump in that first drive equals punt minus 125 into the parlay. That's one that I was looking at just as a standalone. I'm out. I think there is a very high chance that the Seahawks come in and score and take the lead, especially on a turnover or something. So, like, Mm. for me, it feels a lot safer taking the team. Like, if you were to say, hey, this is the Browns punt first drive, I might be more enticed. I think any turnover for a score is is too live. I'd rather take the the risk on the the money line versus points than on squeezing a third punt in there. That's a fair point. Yeah, I think I'm going to scrap that one, and I'll move those chips over to my Hawks money line under 40-40.5 parlay. I'm going to make that a two-unit just because I feel like that one feels pretty responsible and we're still at plus odds which i love grant what do you think i like it let me do let's see so i'm putting the the hook did scare me a little bit on the three and a half it was minus three yesterday and then they announced watson and uh you know in his state he's he's only worth half a point at this at, <laughs> at this time so the, the hook scared me a little bit but not really that much i don't think the browns are going to participate much in the scoring but i'll throw a unit on hawks money line under 44 and a half i like that i did a quick check perfect football weather whether you're playing american football or uh, the other kind of football <laughs> we enjoy 45 degrees fahrenheit 45 47 looking at uh, 1 p.m out here no rain in the forecast but I mean, we might get a little, a bit of that Pacific Northwest mist spitting right down there off the Duwamish River at beautiful Lumen Field. So can never totally rule out a little bit of rain out here. Yeah, I think it's a long day for PJ Walker. I think so. Would love a little rain, to be honest. All right, did you guys see anything else you liked going into this weekend? Yeah, the only other thing that I'm going to add is I'm going to kind of build my own teaser 
Instead of going the full six, though, I'm just going to buy down a couple points. Dolphins game. So I'm going to buy them down to six and a half. I think they're covering a touchdown all day, every day. I'm going to pair that with the Chargers coming back against the Bears in prime time with rookie no-name quarterback. Uh, also buying that down to, to minus 6.5. Parlay at plus 155. Two units on that one. Ooh, nice. I really like the juice. I really think that's a great combo. Give me the Dolphins and the Chargers with a touchdown. The old bounce back tease. The old bounce back tease. But a light tease. More of a flirt. That's right. love it all right so that one's on the board and let's hit the rest of the recap here jag Steelers. i am taking the jags minus one and a half first quarter plus 134 full unit i am also taking the jags minus one and a half first half plus 100 also a full unit grant you're also on board with the jags you are taking them minus two and a half for the game full unit ag you like the jags under 22 and a half at pittsburgh full unit for you and you've also got a pretty sick punt parlay. Like I said oldie but a goodie. Steelers punt on the first drive and the Pats punt on their first drive against the Dolphins. That's plus 189. You're going a full unit there. Grant, you're joining with a full unit of your own. And I am joining with half a unit. Three-way cosign. Love that. Continuing on with Pats Dolphins. AG, you like the Dolphins here. Minus nine and a half full unit. And the Dolphins to score a touchdown on their first drive. Plus 155. Half a unit. And then Grant. You called out the under here, which I liked. That's 46 and a half. Full unit for you, full unit for me. I am taking both the Pats and the Dolphins to score in the first quarter, plus 158. That's a full chupacabra for me. AG, I appreciate you calling that one out. Brown Seahawks. Grant, you like the Hawks, minus three and a half in this one. AG, you also like the Hawks, minus three and a half. You're going to combine that with the under of 45 and a half, plus 155. Um, Those are both full units for you guys? Yes. Awesome. I'm going to build my own parlay as well. I like the Hawks on the money line with the alternate under 44 and a half. I put those together to grab a plus 104 there. That's two units for me, one unit for Grant. And AG, you're also moving that Dolphins line down to minus six and a half, as well as taking the Chargers minus six and a half. Build your own tees there. Parlaying those two together to get a tasty plus 155, two units. All right, guys, I think we did it. This has been another episode of the Tasty Bets Pod. Follow at TastyBetsPod on X, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to TastyBetsPod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen. And remember to always, always, always bet responsibly. Big thank you to my co-host. Big thanks again to AG for hanging out with us. Best of luck this weekend, boys. Same to you guys. Uh, One more quick weather forecast. Looks like a 90% winning percentage for us this week, according to the forecast. So let's fucking go. (laughs) All right, guys. All right, see you guys. Thanks, guys.